106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Hey, celebrity prostitutes, bribed politicians, controlled media whores, thug law enforcers on a power trip, and indoctrinated allopathic drug pushers. We don't want your shitty, dangerous, killer, fertility-damaging, experimental quacksines. We don't want your discriminatory, segregational passport system, nor your Stepford wife social credit system. We don't join cults. We aren't germaphobes. We know how to read statistics. We know how to think for ourselves, and we know what narcissistic abuse looks like. We don't want to be China. You don't govern us. We know the law, and we claim our birth rights. Frankly, we're moving on without you. The trance-like hypnotic suggestions and brainwashing just didn't take with us. We aren't of a fluoride stare, TV-level, adolescent mind who falls prey to drama and peer pressure. So you can prance around with your drolling, repetitive, embarrassing, and flailing advertising campaign all you like. But to us, it reeks of desperation, shows us what pathological liars you are, and only highlights those sellouts who have sold their souls to the agenda. But good luck. You're going to need it. Violent crime is surging in Louisiana. Woke leaders blame the police. I blame the criminals. A mom should not have to look over her shoulder when she's pumping gas. I voted against the early release of violent criminals, and I opposed defunding the police. Look, if you hate cops just because they're cops, the next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. I'm John Kennedy, and I approve this message. The guy who's running against DeSantis in Florida, Charlie Crist, we've had him on the show. He's the Democrat there. He said uh, all the immigrants in Florida, the 4.5 million immigrants in Florida, are now wondering if they're next. Again, not wondering. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Please send me to this lovely island that's modern. First they went to Martha's Vineyard, and then today they sent them to Cape Cod. Just throw in a stop in Nantucket. It's the same cruise I got my parents a few years back. We need you to stay in your home for a couple weeks. It's for the greater good. We need you to close your business just for a short time. It's for the greater good. We need you to stay home just a little bit longer than two weeks. It's it's for the greater good. We need you to wear this on your face. It's it's for the greater good. We need you to wear two of these on your face. It's for the greater good. We need you to inject this into your body. It's for the greater good. We need you to spend the holidays alone. It's for the greater good. You must inject this into your body if you want to feed your family. It's for the greater good. We need you to stop eating that. It's not good for the environment. It's for the greater good. We need you to stop driving your car and flying. It's for the greater good. We need you to stop heating your home so often. It's for the greater good. 
We need you to stop saying that. It's hurting some people's feelings. This is for the greater good. We need you to stop having children. It's not good for the planet. This is for the greater good. We need you to stop talking about your faith. It's offending people. This is for the greater good. We need to separate you from your children because you're not complying. This is for the greater good. We need to hold you in a facility for a little while for not cooperating. This is for the greater good. 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 Okay, everybody out there, this is uh, No Hostages Radio, and this is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to episode number 185 to appear on October 15, 2022. And uh, here's a couple ways you can connect with me. You can dial me up, text me, or call me at 530-713-1838. Again, you can call me, uh, but you, I won't be doing the show, obviously, when you're listening to it. It's a pre-record and edited and slicked up. So 530-713-1838. I'll mention it again later because I'll talk to you in relationship to a program we're doing with Dr. Cassidy. Also, uh, you can reach me by email at Lou. So you can text or call on that number, right? And then Lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. That's a website, nohostagesradio.com, where all of these episodes are placed along with articles that I write. So... Uh, check it out at your leisure and see if you like what's there. You can also click on to a live show. Um, this show this show on podcast will come up on a Saturday morning. And then uh, there's a live show at KMYC 1410 a.m. Uh, you'll have if you're out of the area, you'll have to pick it up on live stream. So you can go to KMYC 1410 a.m. website and click on live during that time of the day on Saturday, that's 10 to one left coast time. Or if, if, uh, for some reason that's not working, you can go to live 365.com live 365.com and click on radio and put in the KMYC. You don't need the numbers and that will, uh, bring up the live stream as well. So let's see. I think that's it. There's other ways. I think you can go to the website at nohostagesradio.com and click on a live button as well, and you'll listen to KMYC, um, and you'll catch me from 10 to 1 on Saturday. So that's a three-hour show we do over there. We we cover some of the same material, but also a little bit different as well because a few days pass before we actually get on the radio. Like right now I'm doing this show on uh, Wednesday afternoon. So everybody else can get their shot at it, uh, tuning it up and tweaking it a bit and all that kind of thing. So we're thankful that you're listening. And so if we can ever do anything for you to help you, <clears throat> you'll hear me talk about helping with drug addicts and all that kind of thing. So if you know some people, it doesn't have to be in our city here. We're, we happen to be in Yuba County, Yuba Sutter counties in Northern California. But if there's ever anybody over here in the left coast area that needs help, 
Uh, we'll talk about that later, and just don't hesitate to give us a call, uh, and we can help people find a place to get uh, some assistance and some healing. So, um, all right. <clears throat> Sorry, got a little scratchy throat or dry throat. It's uh, fall here in Northern California. It's a great time of the year. Uh, things have cooled down. We we like fall because the heat gets really intense here for about 60 days, and they're harvesting rice up here and walnuts, and, and uh, it's a it's a very uh, pretty time of the year, and it's it's a mild in terms of temperature, which is refreshing after going through uh, a couple hundred-day uh, blitzes for about 8 to 10 days. Uh, no, it's not global warming. Uh, I've lived here all my life, and it's always been this way. Some summers are hotter than others, but it's just... The luck of the draw, as I, I call it. So I uh, want to just mention a couple of our sponsors, YS Junk Angel. That's Ira and Gina Burroughs. They're, they're cleaning up one piece of property at a time uh, to straighten out the world. So you can reach them by text or phone at 530-329-3113, 329-3113. That's Ira and Gina. And they are, if you got a problem at your house, need things cleaned up, picked up, hauled off, they will make things right and save you the headache they'll they'll get rid of your headache for you and then of course we got israel garcia who's running uh his excavator and backhoe service he calls it little billy's excavator and backhoe service you can reach him very easily just like the boroughs text or call at 530-300-6010 he's located in yuba county but he'll travel around northern california doing his excavator and uh backhoe work and so if you need a ditches cleaned out you need a pond built something filled in something leveled off he's got it all dialed in he's a professional and these guys are salt of the earth type people and so give him a shout all right so uh there's news i got a call today from uh, dr cassidy who uh is my dear friend for over 25 maybe it's 30 years now uh, met him when he was working uh, in the Yuba County Jail as the jail doc, and now we work with addicts on the outside. He works at Peachtree Medical Clinic, but he called today, and he called uh, telling me that there's all kinds of news out today. Uh, maybe it's international news about different governments saying they are totally rejecting the shot, the jab, it was a lie, it was a fraud, Pfizer lied, Fauci lied, our government lied. All the medical people in our government, I think uh, I think Trump told the truth. He told what he was being told, but it happened to be a lie. You ever repeated something that happened to be wrong? They told you they told you false information. I certainly have done that. Had to go back and clean it up. So what's happening is now the world um, in in some of the mainstream legislatures. I think the the guy I just heard. Uh, was from the Dutch legislature, and there are they are freaking out and upset over there, and calling Pfizer on the carpet, and uh, they're they're calling uh, criminal, which uh, I did. I remember, uh, if you remember, not this May, but last May, May of 2021, I was uh, subpoenaed to come to court, and there was a uh, restraining order written up against me by the county of Yuba one of 58 counties in California saying that I threatened to kill the uh, the uh, county health official here, Dr. Fong Lu. I call her Dr. Mingla because she's uh, actually outperforming Dr. Mingla and killing people here with false information and experimenting on people. 
But uh, I was called there because I was uh, repeatedly saying on the radio early on in COVID that um, the COVID was a lie. The mask was a fraud. The social distancing was a fraud. Shutting down businesses was criminal. And uh, and that people were killing themselves. People uh, couldn't go to school. They were getting depressed. Uh, people couldn't go to uh, recovery meetings like AANA and all those kind of meetings, life recovery, celebrate recovery. They were forbidden to leave the house. Many people relapsed. Many people died, killed themselves. And then when they started giving the jab, we started exposing the jab. And so they brought me into court. Uh, to try to restrict my freedom of speech, what they were accusing me of was a lie. It was exaggeration. It was twisting the truth, which is common. And so I just want to reiterate today and say once again that what has been done to you, uh, and I'm going to give some examples here in a minute. In fact, I just I just was text this. Um, it says, this is from this local area, Yuba Sutter County. This lady says, I've known her for years. She said, my neighbors, both in their 50s, one a nurse and the other, a strong, hardworking city employee, both took the vaccine, the shot, and the boosters. Both have fallen dead through sudden death. It sickens me to see our community leaders working hand-in-hand with the UN Agenda 2030, or she has in parentheses, Satan, and our God-given constitutional rights being stepped on at every turn. We are called for a moment such as this. We cannot be silenced. Thank God for the leaders at Glad Tidings that are standing up and speaking out. By the way, just to say she does not attend there. Uh, she says, speak out, shout it out uh, wherever you go. And uh, and we're doing just that today. So what's going on here is there's uh, every day that goes by, the lies are being exposed from the stupid stuff of shutting out our kids from school, costing them two years of our lives to people that had breathing problems and couldn't wear the mask to people getting fired because they wouldn't wear the mask or they wouldn't test or they wouldn't take the jab uh, on and on and on and on. It goes. We have our, our supervisors, which run our counties up here in California. They call them supervisors. They were complicit. They all made lots of money on this. Some of them made hundreds of thousands of dollars personally in uh, payroll protection uh, money. Uh, They got millions and millions of dollars for the county that they spent on all kinds of projects. They did not spend it to help people that they shut after they shut down their businesses. They literally killed people. So what happens, you know, it's interesting that the police and the and the sheriff's departments are very, uh, I'd say, I was going to say convenient. That's not the right word. There are they're comfortable or it's easy for them to process cases when they come in like a typical case. He hit me. She ran into me. Someone shot me. Someone stole this from me. Somebody lit my house on fire. They know how to investigate those, and they know how to deal with those. Somebody's found dead. They do an investigation, right? With COVID, they are not doing that. We've we've presented to the local district attorneys and the sheriffs the uh, case against the leaders of our nation, all the way up to Fauci and Burks and uh, Barrick. And all the rest of them, Dasik, all the rest, all the way down to our county health officials and people at the head of the state government who have 
who have been complicit and been lockstepped in uh, policies and protocols and repression that has taken people's lives, causes people mental damage, ruined their businesses, stole their money. It's big. It's COVID was the biggest transference of wealth in the history of humankind, of rich people taking all kinds of money and the poor getting poor. And that includes big pharma, big pharma, because of, you know, they have immunity except when they lie and there's fraud. In this case, they, they have lost their immunity. That's what David Martin has been arguing. They have forfeited their immunity because of fraud and lying. And so we should be able to take big pharma completely down. We should be able to sue them. There's already doctors, as I was talking about last week, suing Fres uh, medical people down in Fresno. I don't know why it started down there. There were probably a couple of cases that were brought to their attention. They're also filing cases in Kentucky. These two attorneys are both California. One's California, one's a Kentucky attorney. They're working together. But there's attorneys around the United States that are filing cases against places like Adventist Health over here uh, just a few blocks from where I'm broadcasting today. So they lied. Uh, they schemed. They made millions. The local Adventist Health cost people their lives. They killed people. They put people on remdesivir. They forbid their families from having input into their care. They prohibited them from coming in to see them. Uh, this was very, this was barbaric. This was contrary to the freedom of this country. They took away, you know, you have constitutional rights or you actually have rights that are protected by the constitution that have been given to you by God almighty. And I say God almighty, not the little G gods, these demon gods. I'm talking about God almighty, big G, all caps, all fonts, all bold font. I'm telling you that there is a patient's bill of rights as well. And during COVID, the hospitals discounted or set aside the patient's bill of rights. And they need to answer for that, and they need to be sued. And if it causes the downfall of the hospital, then we need, we need to see it come to complete uh, ruish, ruin. Now, we, we've already seen where uh, leaders of various hospitals have resigned. The leader of Adventist Health right over here in, in Yuba County in Marysville has resigned. Other hospital leaders have resigned. <laughs> I just talked to a lady that used to work in the ER um, of our hospital here called Adventist or Adventist Rideout. She, a few years ago, left and went up to, I believe it was Dignity Health and up in the Rockland area. And uh, anyway, she'd been up there and we've been staying in contact about how it's going up there and all that kind of stuff. We stayed in contact. I know some of the people that have died that have worked for the hospital, a 20 some year old nurse took the jab and died. Another, a young a male athlete uh, took the jab. He worked at the hospital. He got blood clots in his legs. So I was talking to her yesterday or the day before. And I said, what's the scoop at the hospital at the ER? And she said, Lou, there's a lot of middle-aged men coming in with chest pains and strokes. Both of those are side effects of the jab, uh, heart attacks and chest pains and strokes. So, um, I just wanted to give you a, a shout out. Now I want to mention a couple of these. So just recently, a 17-year-old fully vaccinated daughter of Illinois Democrat Representative Sean Caston died in her sleep of sudden cardiac arrhythmia. 
she was again it was said in the article which i appreciate she was fully vaccinated um said gwen was a healthy 2022 teenager she ate well she exercised she got regular checkups she did not suffer from any behavioral issues she had close relationships with her family and friends she was fully vaccinated in quarantine after occasional positive asymptomatic that means she didn't have any symptoms covid tests during the omicron wave she had just come home from evening with friends went to bed didn't wake up obviously her parents she's a gorgeous female uh, saw a picture of her hugging her father looking into the camera with her father i can't imagine the grief that her father's going through and no matter what they say in the uh, news release about how they just have no idea what happened deep down Deep down, they know what happened, and they I'm sure they uh, regret the jab if that had anything to do with it, which I'm confident it did. Now, there's other cases. Fit and healthy man suffered blood clot, seizure, heart failure, and is now disabled after COVID-19 shot. I saw this guy on video. This guy is from Swansea, Wales, named Chris Williams, described his horrific experience after being coerced into getting the shot. In his social media post, Williams stated that he suffered from a blood clot, brain fog. My friend Steve here locally in, in, in Yuba County said he got the shot, he got a blood clot in the brain, and he got brain fog. He's got brain fog, and he's got blindness in one of his eyes. Because you know why he said he got it? His doctor really encouraged him to get it. So Mr. Williams has brain fog, blood clot, seizures, chronic fatigue, tachycardia, high blood, pre- high blood pressure, joint muscle pain, tremors, headaches, speech problems, heart palpitations, pains in the chest, tinnitus, and night sweats two weeks after receiving the AstraZeneca shot. Now he's classified as disabled due to the vaccine. Uh, he took the shot on March 2021, which is known as a viral vector vaccine. Da 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 da. He wrote. Chris wrote his medic. He wrote and uh, applied for a medical exemption, which was turned down by the Welch government. And there's a there's actually a video of him showing his neck. His you can see his neck pulsing. And he can hardly breathe or walk. Williams made an appointment with his doctor. The doctor diagnosed his condition as anxiety. Two days after being told he had anxiety disorder, he paid to see a cardiologist because he was skeptical of the diagnosis. The second doctor diagnosed him with heart failure. Listen, people, these liars, these people are cheats, they're frauds, and they're liars. These medical people... Many of them have sold out to the pharmaceutical system, and they just say what the company line is. They just keep putting it out. Another one, Butler Bulldogs, Jalen Thomas, out indefinitely due to blood clot on the lungs. Jalen Thomas, six foot ten, forward center for the Butler Bulldogs. That's a college team. He will be sidelines indefinitely after being diagnosed with a pulmonary embolism, according to the release. He spent three years at Georgia State before transferring to Butler prior to this season. Despite only playing for the Panthers for three years, his hundred anyway, he's a, it's basically saying he was a wonderful guy and a great athlete, and now he's uh, done with his athletic career. Sounds to me. 
What I'm saying to you is this has all been a scam. It's all been a lie. Uh, Pfizer and all these Johnson and Johnson, Janssen and Janssen, Moderna, AstraZeneca are all different brands of these shots that they put these out without properly testing them. And they lied about the negative tests. We have hundreds, uh, not hundreds, but we have we have um, hundreds of percent increase in in miscarriages. We have many women who have got breast cancer. I just watched another one this week, a nurse who had went ahead and take the jab. Now she has breast cancer. The, the jab affects cancer, <clears throat> stimulates cancer in women. And so uh, it's a huge problem. Many, many people have left the armed services because of even, either, even having uh, either rejecting the jab or taking the jab and having health issues. Uh, it's decimating our service. It's it's having an impact on law enforcement and fire. It's ruining uh, many people's lives in the United States of America and around the world. We're going to take a break. We got five more segments coming up of about twenty minutes apiece with clips in between. If this is the first time you've been with us. big discrepancy between gas prices here versus the rest of the nation. Most of us think it's the gas tax that's the right. discrepancy between California versus other states right. and the rest of the nation. Can you tell us what are the other reasons? By far the biggest, most important reason is that California has its own form of gasoline. This was imposed on California drivers as a way to mitigate the terrible smog we had in the 1970s. So arguably it has worked. There is one other refinery in South Korea and another refinery in Canada that can make the gasoline but it's very expensive to get it here it has come by ship so let me get this straight so california gas is completely different this is a different formulation than, than the rest of the nation. correct is it cleaner it is cleaner but it's way more expensive and the reason it's more expensive is because only refiners here make it so there's very limited competition for people who make it and the people who make it know there's limited competition so they sell it for a higher price and that explains almost entirely the higher prices in california I've never, never paid that much for gas before. <sighs> Hurts a little bit. <sighs> keeps it exciting though. Keep, keeps it exciting. A lot more than I expected for less than what I normally buy. Um, <laughs> but it keeps things exciting. I mean, you know. You, you go to the store and you think, hey, I'm not going to spend that much. And then <laughs> wow, I honestly had no idea that potatoes cost that much. It's, it's new. I, potatoes, who would have thought? Who would have thought, right? I mean, ah, surprise. Potatoes cost a lot now. I just... <laughs> wow, ground beef. <laughs> ground beef, you got me. You caught me. I, I had no idea that you were going to cost that much. <laughs> Bye, kids. Off to school you go. Hopefully you come back the same gender you left as. <laughs> but if you don't, that's okay. It's okay. It keeps things exciting. Unpredictable. We love it. We love, we love that. <laughs> Hi, honey. It's 
to me. Yeah, I was just I was just checking our 401ks. And Emma, did you move some money out of them? You you didn't. You didn't. Just 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 a lot of it's gone. So surprise! Like I said, it's it's just been exciting. It has just been one surprise after the other. By the way, kids, we're not going on vacation this year. <laughs> so a surprise! Oh, honey, don't. Well, I love you, baby, and you ought to know. I like the way that you wear your clothes. Everything about you is so doggone sweet. You got that sand all over your feet. But I'm on. Well, honey, don't. Honey, don't. Honey, don't. Honey, don't. Honey, don't. I say you will when you won't. Honey, don't. I'll rock on yours one time for me. All right, we're in the second uh, segment here. And um, even though this is a podcast and some of you are listening from far away, I wanted to talk a little bit about Measure A. Now, a lot of you are facing uh, tax increases, like sales tax increases, if you're if you're living in an area that has a, a sales tax. Some some don't. Some of you have uh, no even no property tax. But then there's all kinds of ways that local officials want to raise money if if they can't get enough money through the state. So they come up with all these gimmicks. One is to add a, a percent on top of the state sales tax. Another one is to to assess you according to a parcel tax, so much per square foot. There's a lot of gimmicks. So what's happening is Yuba County did it, Marysville did it, Wheatland did it, and now Sutter County's doing it called Measure A. They are lying through their teeth. What their their problem is is they've ran the the county into the ground. Not just those five supervisors, but one set of supervisors after another. They just kick kick the you know. It's kind of like you're every month you're going getting behind in your budget. You you're not covering the cost with your uh, income. So instead of uh, sitting down with a counselor, some other person that can give you some outside input and sorting it out. You just keep uh, charging stuff, charging stuff, getting farther behind, getting farther, farther behind. And and so eventually there's going to be, as my friend says, uh, it's going to be all over but the crying. So in many states, the government has stepped in long ago. And uh, it's not true, I don't think, in all states. But in many states, the government said it stepped in. And since they have government employees, they set up. Instead of letting them have private retirements, taking their own money and investing in 401ks and stuff like that, they set up a government retirement system for the workers. And in California, it's called CalPERS, a California Public Employment Retirement System. It has been a complete disaster. Uh, You think, well, because it's called California Public Retirement, that it's government. It's actually run by the unions. It's corrupt. It's run by a panel of people. How would you like to have your investments all run by a committee and a committee that that wants to have socially sensitive investments? They don't want to invest necessarily where you get lots of profit, but only where uh, it's like socially acceptable 
or woke nowadays, okay? So, for instance, they won't invest in South Africa or they won't invest with Israel because there's always an issue somewhere. So, whereas the California Public Retirement Association said to the legislators years and years ago now that they could increase the percent that a person could earn uh, or make in their retirement. They, they take the number of years times a percentage and then times the highest year uh, income. And that's the amount of income they'll get for the rest of their life, no matter what the, how good the stock market does. Amen. So they said, we'll never have to dip into uh, the general funds of the counties or the cities or the jurisdiction uh, that we're talking about. Uh, because as long as we earn 7 to 7.5% on our investments, uh, we will be able to generate enough with trillions of dollars of money to work with. We will always be able to give these fantastic uh, premiums or retirements to these workers that have retired for the for as long as they live. Now, you know that that's impossible in the private sector. There's no way that you could live or get almost the same amount of money that you earned for 20 or 30 years for the rest of your life. Where is that money coming from? It certainly isn't coming from money that's been set aside and then has earned a lot of income. In fact, the big lie in CalPERS is it's really a Ponzi scheme. Charles Ponzi, you can read about him. You can you can uh, do an internet search. There's a lot written about him. Very interesting guy. He came in. He was a big salesman, Charles Ponzi, P-O-N-Z-I. And he began talking about that he could earn more money than the average person could earn at wherever they were investing it, like back in the early 1900s, I think it is. So people began giving, giving him money because he was promising. You ever uh, heard a story that's just, too good to be true. You ever heard that term? It's just too good to be true. The money, uh, how much money you're going to earn, this, that, and the other thing. It's too good to be true. How much property, how cheap property is, whatever. Too good to be true. So so Charles Ponzi was telling people he could give them 50%. They're going to get 50% returns, 25% returns, these fantastic returns. And all these people started giving him money. He really wasn't investing the money in anything in particular. He was just holding on to the money. And then as more people gave money, the first people that gave money, they would start getting returns. And so when they started giving, getting some incredible returns, which weren't based on any returns, he was just, he was churning the money. He was chumming the money and churning the money. So the later donors would, would without knowing it, would be donating to the first donors. It was a pyramid scheme or a Ponzi scheme. No, there was no money being invested in businesses. So what's happening uh, is that eventually people, the the new donors into Ponzi's scheme couldn't keep up with the first donors. And so they caught on to him and sent him to prison. And they and then ended up calling that type of a churning of people's money a Ponzi scheme. Why would I say that the CalPERS is a Ponzi scheme? Well, because... They're promising these fantastic results, okay? So a sheriff uh, like Steve Durfer, I've been using him recently, not because I don't like him, but because I happened to run across some figures on the Internet on how much he was getting as a retirement. So he got up over 200000 or so when he was a sheriff, but now he makes $175,000 for staying home. 
$175,000 per year, and he'll get that until he dies. Now, Steve's in good health. He takes good care of himself. He looks good. He's probably going to live for many, many, many years. Now, in, in the private sector, there's nobody that's making that kind of money with the amount of money Steve put into the retirement fund, there's no way that you could ever generate that kind of money for the rest of his life. That's why it's a Ponzi scheme. There's no way that the, 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 the people at the CalPERS said, if we can make seven and a half percent over the last decade or more, they have never made more than two or 3%. There's no way that they can fund this. So what, how are they doing it? How are they paying Steve Durfer and Gary Tindall, all these people I know from up here who have retired, how are they paying them? Because they didn't invest enough money out of the, the employees' money. You know, it's like all my retirement's coming from my investment in savings and, and investments. It's coming from all that and the interest and the dividends and the returns uh, that it increased. But I'm not living on as much as I used to way, way far less. Right. Which is fine with me. I'm just saying that what they promised the participants in CalPERS, just like Charles Ponzi promised, there's no way that they're going to make that kind of money. They never made it. They never will make it. So where does that money, where's that money going to come from? Because the government locally in your local government, it could be you're listening from another state and you're doing it. They're doing it in that state. And they've had corruption in CalPERS. They've had people steal the money. They've had people pay it, pay people off. They've had people pay the guys in charge of investing. And they've been done payback schemes. Uh, people have killed themselves once they got caught. It's been a fiasco. In fact, the latest guy just quit the other day who's connected with China. Unbelievable. I'm telling you, it's a Ponzi scheme. So what's happening is in all these cities and, and jurisdictions and counties up and down the, the state and the state, state, county, city, water districts, all kinds of districts, they are running out of money. They're running out of money. And so they're going back to the counties or the jurisdiction. And they're saying, you have to pony up more money. Where's that money coming from? It's not coming from Steve Durfer, he's already retired. He gave all his money. He gave whatever money was required of him or, or all the other people that are retired. Where is that money coming from? It's coming from people that had nothing to do with the Steve Durfer generation or the Gary Tyndall generation or the Virginia back. I'm, I'm using sheriffs uh, as an example, the Virginia black generation. Those people have already moved on and retired themselves. So where's that money coming from in CalPERS? It's coming out of the general budget of all these jurisdictions. And so what do they tell you? Oh, we don't have enough money to to fund the fire department anymore. We don't have enough money to fund the police department anymore. We don't have enough money to fix the roads anymore. We don't have enough. We need a new sewer plant. We need this. We need that. We need the other thing. Well, where'd the money go? We're all paying taxes. We didn't have this problem years ago. So where the money's going is there, they cannot, what they have is what we call unfunded liability. It's no different that if you buy something on time, you, you're paying for it on time. You, you did not pay cash for it. So you have an unfunded liability. You're hoping that when that next monthly payment comes up, you're going to have the month. In other words, 
This is beyond you paying off your credit cards every month. You're talking about not being able to pay off your credit cards and not being able, and you're behind on your car loan and you're behind on your house loan. You've got a big liability problem. And the, the government has buried the consumer. For, for instance, the people for the, the, all the sheriffs and all the employees that have retired years ago, the people that aren't even born yet are going to be paying for, for their retirement. That's ridiculous. That's a Ponzi scheme. And that's why they want to pass Measure A. Uh, they say, oh, it's all for police and fire. It is not for police and fire. It's a lie. It's for the general fund. It's just going to go for all kinds of pension bailouts and all that kind of stuff. We need to cut back on government. The only way out is to get out of CalPERS, stop paying into CalPERS, stop adding more people to CalPERS, shrink the government, cut salaries and cut staff, and get ourselves on a solid foundation. We There's no one in our community that could have a budget and handle their money like this, like our county supervisors are or our city council people. It's corrupt, and they just... They just, you know why the only reason they do it, they haven't got a backbone to deal with it. And what they're going to do is take their money, the supervisors, and take their retirement if they served long enough, and they're just going to kick the can down the road, and they're just going to get theirs and screw everybody else. That's exactly what's going on. And so you know how much Measure A right now, uh, everybody's getting away with it in California. It's against the Constitution to take taxpayers' money that's in the account to pay bills and use it against them to to get them and convince them and propagandize and defraud them to pay more taxes. But the government right now is lawless. That means they want you to obey the law, but they do not want to obey the law. They don't obey the law continuously. And so what's happening is they are uh, They've taken over 300000 of your tax dollars, $300,000, Sutter County, and they have spent it sending out brochures and advertisements and garbage that's a big, fat lie. And hiring all these consultants and people to do printing and people to make signs and all that stuff, it's a big lie, and it's just to prop up a, a lousy finance system. I was told one time... Uh, my friends said to me that uh, said never loan money to somebody that's gone through bankruptcy and still doing the same thing the same way. Because why? Because they're going to take your money that you loan to them and they're going to go bankrupt with your money because they haven't learned their lesson. All word. Another person said, don't pour good money after bad. We're we're throwing bad money all over the place. And the supervisors are even confused about what they're even doing. The supervisors in in Sutter County are confused. They think some of the supervisors think that the tax money is actually going to be shared with the city of Yuba City. That's a lie. That's not what happened. That's not what's going to happen. That's not what happened in Yuba County. The county is different from the cities. And even though the cities are in the county, they have their own tax revenue systems and they have their own... uh, their own ordinances, right? So when you drive through a city, they can have city traffic laws. And then when you get outside the city, the county has traffic laws. So the county doesn't call it for the city. So uh, Mike Ziegenmeyer doesn't seem to be able to find his ass with both hands 
on this tax thing. So they're they're putting they're talking out of both sides of the mouth. Oh, we're going to share the money with the city. No, they're not going to share any money. It's all going into the county, and there's no legal requirement to spend that money on police and fire. And even if they did, I would not be for it because CalPERS is a loser deal. They need to adjust their salaries. They need to quit paying into CalPERS. They need to cut off CalPERS, and they need to give people their money and let them invest it as they wish. And then if they decide to move to another jurisdiction, to another police department, another sheriff's department, move to Colorado, they can take their investments with them as opposed to CalPERS. Now, listen, CalPERS is dishonest. They're fraudulent. It's a ripoff. It's a union loser ripoff. Now, the stupid thing is now the union is called John Cupal, who is the head. Uh, he's an attorney. He's argued before the Supreme Court of the state of California on tax laws. And the union got so cocky that we had John Cupal up here speaking uh, last Wednesday night uh, at the uh, we used the Church of Glad Tidings Hall over there. And they had they they're out talking trash like he didn't know what he he's uh, talking about. And he was misstating stuff. I don't even think they were there. They don't even know we didn't they don't have a recording of it. But the fact is, oh, they're all going to they're all so full of themselves. One of the amazing things is we have some of the most stupid people in government today, and they are the most arrogant people. You know something? I know some really bright people and you would never you would never know that they have a lot of money or they're very, very intelligent because they're very, very humble. But we got just the opposite. We got stupid people with a really small IQ, with a really big, arrogant ego. And that's what the unions are going to, they're wanting to talk to John Kupal, head of the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. Now, we need you to vote no on Measure A, and we need you to lean on your supervisors and your city council people to get out of CalPERS and don't take no for an answer. Don't say, oh, well, it's really hard, man. We're going to really suffer. Yep, we're going to suffer because a lot of people made a lot of stupid decisions, right? It's kind of like when you're told by the doctor, you you got a, you got cancer on the lung. We need to do lung surgery or we need to do something about your lung because you've been smoking cigs for 50, 50 years old, oh, man. I, you know, yeah, you, you brought it on. It's okay. You're just going to have to deal with it now. You have to grab the nettle and deal with it now. So the fact is, all you people out there that have just been kicking the can down the road, we need some heroes. They'll say, ain't going to do no more. We're not going to do that no more. And we're going to sit down with CalPERS, and we're going to work out a system to get out of that deal, and, and we're not putting any more employees in CalPERS. We're going to put them in a different plan, but whatever we do, we're not going to when they walk out the door and retire or when they walk out the door and quit and go back to the private sector, we're no longer responsible for them. This stuff of being responsible for your retirees forever and ever. Amen is evil. It's just evil to, you know, nobody, nobody would be proud of an adult in our community if they died and left their kids millions of dollars of debt or hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, or they left themselves a piece of property that was contaminated with, with toxic waste and, or they, they burdened them or they burdened their wife or their loved one with a bunch of debt. That's exactly what's going on by the supervisors burdening multiple generations because they're constantly letting us go into debt. Now I I've said this before, 
The system is incestuous. That means we need to get rid of government unions. The government promise. In fact, right now you can drive around town and you can see people's political signs and attached to them is the union attachment saying we're for this guy. So the union pays money to the politician, helps them get elected, and then the politician pays them back through giving them the salaries and the benefits they want. Listen, people, we need politicians that said, you know something? We're buried in debt, dude. So if you can find better work elsewhere, don't let the door hit yourself in the fanny because we need to reduce cost. We need to cut salaries. We need to cut CalPERS. And we need to cut salary positions. We need to we need to cut it in half. We need to make some changes here. And we, it's like, well, what are we going to do, Lou? What are we going to do about the roads? We subcontract that out. You 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 turn it out to private industry, where when they get done with the job, you pay them and you're done with them. You do not pay their salaries forever. You don't pay their pensions on the on the ABC. Uh, paving company or the abc painting company or the abc computer company you do not pay them forever you pay them for the task and then you're done with them until the nest tax i'm telling you people we need to get out of this and we we cannot support measure a now up in butte county just north of us they have measure h they have the same thing in the city it's in the city of chico uh, if, if I ain't got any listeners up there in Chico, you need to vote against Measure A H. In fact, that doesn't even have a sunset clause. Some of these have sunset clauses, and that doesn't even have a sunset clause. We'll be right back. If you want me to stay, I'll be around today to be available for you to see. I'm about to go, and then you'll know for me to stay Did Columbus commit atrocities? Of course. But people back then were generally atrocious. <laughs> Everybody who could afford one had a slave. The Sumerians, the Egyptians, the Greeks, Romans, the Arabs, British, the early Americans. The word slave comes from Slav because so many Slavic people were enslaved and they're as white as the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> Being woke is like a magic moral time machine where you judge everybody against what you imagine you would have done in 1066, and you always win. <laughs> a couple of years ago, they made a movie called The Aeronauts about the scientists who broke the record for the highest altitude in a balloon. In fact, they were both men. But the movie made one of them a woman because, as the director explained, representation is important. So true. Women never get enough credit for the things they didn't do. While millions may be waking up to the depopulation agenda, it still continues unhindered. The COVID vaccines have been thoroughly exposed as being deadly, and yet we are still injecting our children with them. The National Guard deceptively gives service members the deadly COVID vaccine instead of the flu shot. Russia is forcing all citizens conscripted to fight in Ukraine, now estimated to be 300,000 people, to get vaccinated for COVID or go to jail for 10 years. And dairy farmers in New Zealand are being forced to vaccinate their cattle with an mRNA vaccine, which is reportedly resulting in the instant death of 15% of the herd. And the cattle that do survive will now produce milk and meat with the spike protein. 
It is now clear to all that the LGBT movement is part of this depopulation program. Homosexual sex wasn't enough for this death cult, so they incentivized castrating children under the guise of transgenderism. Eugenics program Planned Parenthood is now marketing puberty blockers and chemical castration for children. Planned Parenthood is also launching a new mobile abortion clinic in an attempt to maintain depopulation levels at the borders of states which have made it illegal to kill babies in the womb. And with the war in Ukraine needlessly escalating, with no peace talks being considered at all, it is evident that the Judas goats and their bureaucrat minions think they can kill us all and evade justice for their crimes against humanity. It appears that the United States has sabotaged Russia's Nord Stream 2 fuel pipeline, an act of war reminiscent of the Berlin-Baghdad railway conflict that helped ignite World War I. Early this week, Russia's infamous doomsday submarine, capable of creating a radioactive tsunami, reportedly disappeared from its base and was spotted days later while operating on the Arctic surface. Photographs in the city of Belgorod appear to show the deployment of the Paris Vet mobile laser system, which renders an area invisible to enemy surveillance by blinding surrounding satellites, allowing Russia to secretly mobilize an attack. Retired Brigadier General Kimmett says nukes are on the table. Look, I think it's fairly simple to uh, lay down the options. It could be uh, the soft side of it, which is doubling down on sanctions, doubling mm -hmm. down on export controls, uh, ranging all the way to a, a nuclear response of our own and everything in between. Wow. Uh, Zelensky says that NATO must preemptively launch nuclear weapons against Russia as a warning and unhinged Hollywood activist Sean Penn agrees with him. Well, even countries that have nuclear weapons can remain intimidated to use them, and we're seeing that now with our own country. And I fear what that legacy is going to be. We don't, well, no one wants to see a nuclear conflict. I don't want to see one. Nobody At does. At the same time, if only one bully is going to be able to use those weapons as a threat, we got to rethink what we're doing. The lunatics in charge are buying up underground bunkers and anti-radiation drugs in hopes they will survive the mass culling agenda that continues on, unhindered. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. got myself a swig of lemon juice and man it's good made myself not lemonade not a bunch of sweetener in it just lemon juice and it's good for me they say somebody told me that eating lemons will stop cancer isn't that something there's certain things you know it just makes it straightens out the ph on your system did you know that cancer thrives in an acid body too much acid the ph too acidy and where you don't get enough oxygen. Every time I think about it, I take a deep breath. Said, so go down there and kill that cancer. 
All right, well, I want to mention a couple people that are helping us stay around here on the uh, internet and also on the air over there at the AM station, AM FM station. So all power services, Will Fanning, Josh James over there will fix anything that's got power connected to it. Uh, they even fix, fixed a guy's wheelchair here recently. They said, man, we got this wheelchair broken. My relatives got a problem. Can you fix it? They fixed his wheelchair for him. So, but they work on big rigs, uh, fleet rigs, cars, motorcycles, recreational vehicles, hot rods, compressors. I took a water blaster over there. Take, we've taken all kinds of stuff over there. All power services. Those boys are brilliant. Five three zero. You can text or call eight four four zero three four seven at fourteen sixty nine Stewart Road, Yuba City. They got a big warehouse and yard there. Uh, you can, if you want to email them, you can, you, maybe you can, if you want to send a photo of something or you could, you could take a photo and attach it to a text, uh, their email all power one, four, six, nine at gmail.com all power one, four, six, nine at gmail.com and five, three, zero, eight, four, four, zero, three, four, seven. They will fix anything. Those guys are brilliant. I so admire those guys over there. Also, Allen's Auto Body, if you got your dinged your car up or you crunched it, somebody crunched it, somebody did something to it, right? One time I had the, it was a bad windy day and the wind caught my door and just t- jerked it right out of my hand and bent it, bent the hinges. So I took it over to Allen's Auto Body. Kevin over there fixed it. He fixed the front of my car. He's put new headlights in it before, just repairing and upgrading my car. He knows how to do lots of good stuff. He's a great painter. Allen's Auto Body, Carrie and Kevin Clark. And you can reach them at Tea Garden at Sutter Street in Yuba City, right on the corner. Big, bright, canary yellow stripe around the building, 530-671-1057, 671-1057. I mentioned earlier that I was going to give you my number again because Dr. Cassidy and I work uh, assisting people that that need to get off any kind of addictive substances. So that could be cigarettes on up to fentanyl, right? Everything in between. So we have found that sending them to him at Peachtree Clinic, where he works a few days a week now, because he's worked with addicts for 30 years, we're going to figure out what's the best way to help you, inpatient program, outpatient program, Put you on some medications to stop withdrawals. Whatever the need is, we'll figure it out. Every addict is different, so you need to figure out the unique things that's going to help them get back their lives and their freedom. So you dial up Peachtree Clinic, 530-749-3242. You're gonna, that's a landline, so 749-3242. If you can be patient enough to get to a person, ask for Dr. Cassidy. You don't want just any old doctor. You want Doc Cassidy. If for some reason it's really difficult to get through, I'm going to give you Cassidy's cell number and just text it during the day. You don't have to blow his phone up every five minutes texting. Just text him once, and here's the number, 530-682-8648, 682-8648. Got it? If you get frustrated and uh, you need some help right away, you just call or dial me, right? You can text me or dial me up. I'll talk to you or text with you any day of the week, uh, 24 hours a day, right? 
Fastway, 530-713-1838, 713-1838, Lou Benninger. And Doc and I will work together to get you out of the rut or the difficulties you find yourself in, okay? Let's get it on, and let's make a difference in your life. Get your life. A lot of people give up. They think, oh, I can't get my life back. It's been too many years. I'm screwed. This, that. Nah, that's not the case. And I know too many people, friends of mine, that got their life back. So, uh, all right. So I'm going to go down here and, and pick us up. So I want to mention uh, Kevin Kiley, who's my favorite assembly uh, man or member in the state of California. He's about done with his uh, time at the state assembly. He's he's uh, going to be actually running for uh, a congressional post from the Northern California area. So if he wins, he will become a United States congressperson. And so, uh, unfortunately I, I'm not included in his, uh, jurisdiction, but just east of me, it's in part of my County is with him. And part of the County is with another guy who's, who doesn't do anything, but Newsom will make up for all of them. So, uh, Gavin, uh, I mean, not Newsom, but, uh, Kylie will make up for all of them. And and uh, so he, he wrote a, a blog. It says election games. It's officially said Newsom is calling a special session of the legislature for the sole purpose of raising taxes in California. We're going to actually raise taxes. Parity and reality have become indistinguishable here in California, he says. A date for the special session uh, where legislators will vote to make gas even more expensive is December 5. So Newsom is mailing out checks right before the election and scheduling tax increases right after the election. Do you see the dishonesty here, people? Politicians don't just make decisions. They always have an ulterior motive in how they make the decision. Never just accept the fact of a righteous motive. They're liars. Kylie says the coincidences are really adding up. The timing also means I won't be able to participate as my tenure in the state assembly ends on December 3. Now, isn't it interesting that they, they're doing it on December 5 to get rid of Kylie? However, James Gallagher, who happens, unfortunately, to be my assembly person, and Vince Fong will be there to push my gas tax expansion. Suspension. You would think that other people could have done many of the things that Kylie did, but they didn't. And I keep saying to people, what does a candidate have to do like Kylie to get your vote? Because they, they give votes to James Gallagher, who is a do nothing routinely. He gets a freebie. He gets a walkover. He gets free everything. <laughs> all right. The biggest profiteer from our insane gas prices, after all, Mr. Kylie says, is the government itself. The reason I say that is they don't actually do anything to get your taxes. So if they're getting 50, 60, 70 cents per gallon, they don't have any overhead to that. They just get 50, 60, 70 cents per gallon. That's pretty good. That's a lot different than the the gas station guy who has to pay his rent, pay his utilities, pay his health costs, pay his cleaning costs, pay his water costs, pay all the repairs to the building, right? Or to the the gas uh, refiner, right? He has to refine the gas or to the the person who has to pump it out of the ground. There's a lot of overhead in all this fuel, right? But what does the government do? It doesn't do anything. It just takes some, it takes the cream right off the crop. 
uh, off the top. That's why Newsom, uh, that's why uh, Kylie is saying uh, the biggest profiteer from our insane gas prices is the government. He's not exaggerating. He's telling the absolute truth. He says, speaking of boondoggles, the New York Times investigation has revealed the $100 billion high-speed rail. You heard about high-speed rail that we're dumping a huge amount of our budget in every year that goes nowhere. You'll probably never. In fact, they used to say that it would have really cheap to go from San Francisco to L.A. and maybe go to Disneyland instead of driving your car down, right? But now they've taken back all their price quotes and now it's going to be very expensive, you know, because what's the, di- what's the deal? If you could fly Southwest Air or you could uh, drive down, if they can't beat that, why would you take the train? And now the train has become more and more expensive to take. By the way, don't assume that there's already a train. We don't have a high-speed rail train. They've been working on it for years. So the New York Times said the $100 billion high-speed rail won't be finished this century. For all you that are my age, we won't be dealing with this high-speed rail thing. I'm never going to be riding on that thing or paying a nickel towards that thing. This century, folks, this is 2022. That means you got another 80 years, almost 80 years uh, to uh, 78 years to be exact, before they say it will be finished. It said it won't be finished this century. One project operator actually left the country and went to North Africa, which was less politically dysfunctional than California. This is Newsom's model for the for the nation, according to Kevin Kiley. Meanwhile, mail ba- ballots, if you is trying to figure out what the rules are on the election. Now in California, this is the law. Every registered voter in California will get a mail ballot, whether or not you want one. Right. So people that want to go and they want to vote right at the ballot box or the polls, you'll have to carry your mail ballot over there. So mail ballots, they're arriving this week. This is a result of the COVID emergency order that Newsom quickly made permanent when COVID fired up. You remember that? Thanksgiving will mark the 1,000th day since COVID, the COVID emergency began and the 922 days since I introduced legislation to terminate it. What happened is Gavin, you know, different politicians like Gavin Newsom have said, well, yeah, we follow the constitution, but the constitution isn't relevant when there's an emergency. The founding fathers designed the constitution that it's actually more relevant in an emergency. That's exactly why it's there. Because tyrants will use the the uh, the label declaration of an emergency as a reason to just operate like a tyrant. And that's exactly what Gavin Newsom has done. And you know why he got away with it? Because the legislature is Democrat. It's solidly Democrat. So whatever they get or whatever they want, they get. So if it wasn't Democrat and say it was even split or it is even Republican or conservative leading, they could have just said, you know something, Uh, we're cutting your money off. We're cutting your water off, so to speak. We're cutting your money off. So shut down the emergency order. 
By the way, they're supposed to renew the emergency order every week or two. Did you know that? We have a lawless state. If you ever get pulled over by anybody and say, oh, you, you can't do that, or somebody drives by your house and you're doing some work in your house and they stop and say, oh, you need a permit for that. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do this. can't do that. Just say, yeah, I can. Everybody else is doing everything, so why can't I? And I just say the governor's lawless, so uh, go fly a kite. That's what I tell them. In fact, I got a no trespassing sign on my house for that very reason. Uh, okay. So that's uh, some highlights from uh, Kevin Kiley, California legislator, as he calls himself, and hopefully soon to be a, a new representative for us in the Congress. And by the way, he will make a good representative. Uh, okay. Let me see here what I'm going to. Oh, this is this is really cool. So a lot of the, you know, in California, we have some term limits at the legislative level. So when when these folks term out, as they say, in the Senate or the Assembly, they go on to these big cities and they they either take a lobbying job or they go up and they run for Congress or they'll go down and they'll take over a big city like San Francisco or Los Angeles or San Diego. Right. So in in Los Angeles, we have uh, three big dogs back there that used to be at the in the state capitol named Gil Cedillo and Kevin DeLeon. And uh, maybe that maybe that's just two of them. Yeah, two, two of the three. So, you know, we have a lot of uh, Mexican representatives now because um, they have a bigger and bigger constituency, right? More and more Mexican people living in California, so they, they vote according to their ethnicity. That'd be called, what we call that racism. Same way with blacks. So an interesting hap- thing happened. I don't know how many people sat on the L.A. City Council, but I saw a photo of the room. It's pretty big. I mean, it looks like a lot of people. So um, they somebody recorded... Uh, the L.A. Council president, that's what they call the city council pres- is the president, not the mayor. So the president is a female by the name of Nuri, N-U-R-Y, Martinez. And then you have uh, these other folks, Gil Cedillo, Hispanic, Kevin DeLeon, supposedly Hispanic. And they were in a meeting, the three of them, all Hispanics, with the L.A. County Federation of Labor president. That's a union rep, Ron Herrera, Mexican, right? All Mexicans. Not a thing wrong with that, like Mexicans. In fact, I, it's one of my favorite foods, and I, I like the language. I like a lot about I used to do some work down in Mexico, like the country. So, uh, But these people are hypocrites. So these are the very people that have introduced wokeism, and uh, bowed to liberalism, yet in their own lives, they don't live that way. They don't live that way. So they were having a, a meeting, the four of them, the, the union rep and the three Mexicans that happened to be on the city council, right? And so they began to refer to a guy, uh, Councilman Bonin, B-O, or Bonin, B-O-N-I-N. He's a white guy. But he happened to have a, I don't know how he ended up with a black child, whether he's married to a black woman, or they adopted this child, right? But he has this little two- to three-year-old boy, 
and he brings him to a lot of events that are city events. I thought it was kind of cool. Like bring your kids, you know, show them what you do for a living and get them out. And so De Leon and they, they were talking and they were referring to this city council person, Bonin, and they began mocking him. And they referred to him bringing his two to three year old child, this boy, to the meetings and to events, public events, where a lot of them were there. And they thought, oh, this is like uh, Nuri bringing her little yard bag or her Louis Vuitton bag. In other words, to, he just kind of a little uh, attachment to him, right? They were mocking him. Like, this is on video, a leaked a recording. Further into the dialogue, Martinez described the minor as su negrito, negrito, su negrito, a derogatory expression in Spanish for a black person, a little black person, or your black person, negrito, or your little black person. And the other word is ese chinguito, which translates to the little monkey. So they called this guy's black son two to three old little toddler, a little monkey. And Martinez then says at one point, Nuri, she's the leader, Nuri Martinez. And she said the word F that guy. Huh? F that guy. Martinez said, followed by something inaudible, like he's with the blacks and uh, San Francisco gate paper, reported council president Nuri Martinez discussing Los Angeles DA attorney, also George Gascon. So anyway, Nuri Martinez has been caught speaking like an intolerant, prejudiced, political elitist, and former uh, assemblyman Gil Cedillo the same, and also Kevin DeLeon, who at one time was head of the Senate. Now, Kevin DeLeon, I'll tell you this story, was head of the Senate, Although he was gone for that session when Ricardo Lara was also a Mexican, was head of the Senate, when they were honoring uh, a member of the Senate, Hayden, I can't remember his first name right now, because basically he was a communist and he was a communist sympathizer during the Vietnam War. And so Janet Nguyen, who was Vietnamese and fled Vietnam after the war, with her family. She was a senator and she stood up and began, uh, she had time to talk and she began to tell what, what the communists did to the Vietnamese uh, when they took over. In other words, they slaughtered them and they shouted Nguyen down. Lara gaveled her down and they finally physically removed her from the chambers. Well, it was, it was Kevin de Leon or of lion, Kevin of lion. If you want it to translation in English, who claimed he was going to all make it right with Janet Nguyen. And uh, so he didn't ever do anything. He's just another liar. Now, let me tell you about these liberals and how hypocritical they are, but I'm going to come, I'm coming to a, a break through the, the second half. Uh, we're finishing the first half of the program. I'm going to begin the second half. It's going to do right now. Listen to these clips. The first thing I remember knowing was a lonesome whistle blowing. And the youngins dream of growing up to ride On a freight train leaving town Not knowing where I'm bound And no one could change my mind But Mama tried 
One America News has extensively covered the dangers of the experimental chemical injections the government is calling the COVID vaccine. From heart attacks and strokes to paralysis, neuropathy, and explosive increase in cancer, autoimmune diseases, and even sudden death, with young, healthy people in the prime of their lives simply falling down dead, the list of fatal side effects from these injections is truly stupefying. Well, now there are videos emerging of a terrifying new condition that's popping up all over the world. What you're looking at now is footage from security cameras that shows people suffering from the effects of some mysterious attack on their bodies. In every case, it follows the same pattern. The affected person stops what they're doing and looks around as if they hear something slowly turning their head. Then they start flailing their arms and legs, kicking and thrashing like they're fending off some invisible attacker. This is followed by collapsing on the ground in a convulsion, writhing and twisting in uncontrollable spasms. The incidents of this bizarre and frightening new malady have come out of nowhere, and now it's being captured by CCTVs around the world. Now, to be fair, it's not clear if this vaccine death spiral is linked to the CCP injections, but when you consider the alarming number of other gruesome side effects from this vaccine, it's not hard to believe. As far as we can tell, this has never been witnessed before. And if that's the case, then we have to consider what could be responsible. Now let's think, what's the biggest new variable the world has seen in the last two years? Well, if you're not a brain dead member of the branch COVIDian Fauci cult, then the answer is simple. Nearly 70% of the world has submitted to the COVID injections. That's 5.3 billion people whose bodies are now struggling to adapt and overcome the so-called vaccines toxic effects. And now we're seeing the results firsthand. Peer reviewed studies show a staggering 94% of COVID injection recipients have abnormal blood, blood that no longer functions normally. This is a picture of what normal, unvaccinated blood looks like at 40 times magnification and was taken by doctors in Italy studying the blood of patients injected with the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. Now here, we have the same patient just one month after getting the Pfizer injection. You can clearly see the blood has been drastically altered, with researchers saying the vast majority of patients they studied suffered severe blood cell deformation after taking the vaccine. The researchers say metallic objects that resembled graphene oxide and other compounds, like you see here, were discovered floating in the blood. The scientists said they found extraordinarily anomalous substances in the blood, which began forming gigantic foreign structures. The researchers concluded by saying these results have never been observed before in any vaccines ever, and that Pfizer and Moderna need to come clean about exactly what they're putting in the vaccines. They added that the substances in the vaccines 
are incompatible with normal blood flow. Those gigantic foreign structures seen under the microscope are wreaking havoc on the human body. And now coroners and embalmers around the country are discovering horrifying clots inside people's bodies. What you're looking at are the mysterious clots that are suddenly appearing in vaccinated people who later died. And medical experts say this is totally new. They've never seen anything like it until last year. Lab tests show the clots are made from something other than human blood. And embalmers say they're showing up in otherwise healthy people who suddenly died from heart attacks or strokes when they were examined, their veins and arteries were completely clogged with these strange rubbery fibers that can be several feet long. Even the young and healthy can be affected, like a teenage athlete in Ohio who suffered from a sudden pain in his legs and back and was rushed to the emergency room where doctors removed a mysterious six-foot-long clot from his legs. After finding these massive clots, it's not surprising the FDA is withholding autopsy results from people who died after getting the Fauci vaccines. That's right, the FDA is actually refusing to release autopsy results of victims who received the experimental COVID vaccine. They don't want anyone seeing just how grisly the results are. Considering this is the crap that's floating around in the blood of everyone who got the Fauci injection, it's no surprise that life expectancy in the U.S. is plummeting at the fastest rate in history. In fact, from 2020 to 2021, life expectancy in the U.S. fell by nearly three years, meaning that people are dying prematurely at 35 times the rate they were before the vaccines were introduced. But these mystery deaths all have one thing in common, one common denominator. Every one of them received the new experimental vaccine. At some point, those responsible must be held accountable. The pharmaceutical giants who made these drugs, the media who pushed their propaganda, and the elected officials in Washington who made it illegal to refuse them. Until then, we, the people who trusted those officials, can only look on in horror and disbelief at the carnage being inflicted by the murderers we thought would save us. Oh, well, hello, All right, now let me, t let me tell you how fake and fraudulent these liberals are, okay? Do you remember a guy named Bill de Blasio who ended up becoming mayor of New York? And Bill de Blasio is a white guy, right? And he's married to a black woman, and they have some children. I don't know whether they're children between the two of them or uh, the lady brought children into the marriage. I don't know the, all the details. Did you know that Bill de Blasio went and changed his name to sound more acceptable to New Yorkers? Like a little Italian, right? 
or Puerto Rican or maybe maybe Mexican, right? His actual birth name was German, William or Warren Wil- Wilhelm Jr. That was Bill de Blasio's birth name. But he wanted to be he wanted to be able to grind out more votes, so he actually described himself as something that he wasn't, which is like a person of uh, Italian or Mexican or Puerto Rican descent, De Blasio, right? But he really is Warren Wilhelm Jr. And then you have another guy from Texas who referred to himself Beto, which is Mexican uh, colloquial expression. Beto O'Rourke. Now, O'Rourke is Irish, right? But Beto's like, oh, well, we got a little Mexican there because he's from a Mexican state, Texas. Beto O'Rourke was born Robert Francis O'Rourke. That sounds pretty Catholic, right? Robert, not Beto. Roberto, I guess you could get Beto, right? Roberto. But he wasn't born Roberto. He's a white dude, just like de Blasio's a white dude. But Robert Francis O'Rourke, he wanted to draw in the Mexican voters. So he changed his name to Beto. I'm Roberto Beto. Just call me Beto. Then you have Kevin DeLeon. Did you ever think Kevin DeLeon had a different name? This This really got me. You know Kevin's birth name? When you look at him, he looks Mexican. Kevin Alexander. So his daddy was a white guy. Now, maybe Mama was a Mexican. He didn't like his last name because he wanted to appeal to the Hispanic subculture. And so he na- he just he just said, what would be a good name? Kevin of the Lion. Kevin the Lion. Kevin de Leon. That went from Kevin Alexander to Kevin de Leon. And then we have... Another one, just as another example of the fraud and the uh, people that are just so full of crap. Former assemblyman and L.A. mayor, current L.A. mayor. Actually, he's not the current L.A. mayor. He was former, former. Remember him? His name's Antonio Villagorosa. I think he ended up getting caught having sex with one of the uh, newscasters down there in L.A. Tony or Antonio Villagorosa, or Villa, Villaragosa, yeah, Villaragosa. But his actual birth name was Tony Villar. That was it. No Villagorosa, no like super romantic name, just V-I-L-L-A-R. In other words, a, a tweaker from out of one of our little uh, tra- trailer pads out here would call it Tony Vilar. Hey, Tony Vilar's here. It wouldn't be VR. <laughs> be Tony Vilar. Hey, hey, is that Vilar dude around here? Oh, man, I'm, I'm Antonio. I'm Antonio Villagarosa. You see the fraud? So these people, uh, now I heard already, they're trying to get this Nuri has stepped down as being the president of the board, but she wants to keep her city council job. But I've heard that the union representative Herrera has resigned. I guess it was too toxic for him. He was like talking trash about black people. They were mocking a black child. 
Now, these people have no class, people. Put your thumb and your forefinger, your your index finger, I guess they'd call it, the one close to the thumb. Put it put it in a little little circle, right? And that stands for a zero, no. Put put that thumb and forefinger together and then just say no class. These people have no class. No class. Sadio, uh Kevin DeLeon, you know, they'll all come out on top. They're all going to get paid off. Nuri Martinez, they're all classless people. Can you imagine mocking a, ch- a, a person, a parent's child? If you don't like the city council person because they're white, why don't you just go after them? This this one guy says, uh, this Representative Bonin, he said he felt disgusted and angry and heartsick by the leaked audio. It's fair game to attack me, but he said, "Why my son?" Which I agree. And he said, calling for the, he called for the resignation of all three city Latino councilmen. The reason they're not going to dis- resign is because they're woke, and when you're woke, you can get away with murder, literally murder. They, we got people getting away with murder right where I'm sitting. You have to be pretty petty and insecure and venomous to attack a child. My child wasn't even three years old. Uh, anyway, um, oh, this guy's name is Mike Bonin. So three other city council members, uh, Mike Bonin, Paul Koretz, and Nathia Rahman called for the council president. Nuri Martinez to resign. I don't know if that's leave the entire board or whatever. The only reason I bring this up is this is really who these people are. They're, they're ugly people. They are dirty people. They are not honest people. They take payoffs. They're scammers. Uh, they can't even call themselves by their birth name. They're just, they're just full of baloney all the way through. Um, Okay, I'm just looking down here. Yeah, okay, I got this. All right, I want to also talk about. Uh, forgot to set my timer. I'm just gonna now. I'm gonna really have to pay attention. Okay, I got it. I want to talk about the FBI. I and I I have said this before, and I won't spend a lot of time on it. I always felt the FBI was a premier, just like the people I always had a high respect for. And my respect is gone. It isn't almost gone. It isn't some gone. It isn't partially gone. It's totally gone. Totally gone. Does that mean every FBI person is a corrupt person? It does not. But so many have have been uh, caught lying, committing crimes themselves. They they caused the January 6th uprising. They caused the the uh, attempted supposed attempted kidnapping of the Michigan governor. It's just on and on. They have infiltrated organizations and convinced them to kit, commit crimes. That's called entrapment. They have lied. They have tried to overthrow the president of the United States. They've lied to the FISA court. It's it's too much to go over here. But now, here's what's going on. They are they are no longer a premier law enforcement organization that took on the most gnarly crimes. But they're now basically. 
a military, a domestic military force, which our founding fathers forbid to go out and uh, render havoc upon the opponents of the people in power. Now, I'm just not saying opponents of the president because it's much broader than that. They're coming after people that are going to uh, school board meetings. They're coming after people that protest the killing of children. I want you to think about something. You may or may not believe in the Bible, but the killing of children, innocent children, by parents thinking they're going to appease demonic forces or cause their careers to be better or life to be more convenient or easy was intensely indicted, rejected, made God furious, and he punished the Israelites and other people severely for burning their children, killing their children, casting them aside, and those societies paid for it dearly. Now, I don't know what you think about the cause and effect and how we ended up where we are right now, but when you kill 50 billion children or 50 million children, you're not going to get off the hook, people. I simply, I'm sorry, ain't going to get it handled. And so what's happening is, is they're doing midnight raids on guys and gals. But in these, I talked to about a guy last week named Halk, the last name of Halk was seven kids. He was a Catholic, uh, or he is a Catholic um, mentor and Bible teacher, and he's an author, et cetera, et cetera. And he's counseled and stood in front of abortion clinics, the same thing we do right down here on Pelora Street in Yuba City. And so now we have FBI has been assigned to arrest and incarcerate and harass pro-lifers who just are standing up and saying, don't kill your kid. Now, when you do that, there's, I'm telling you, God is going to be behind this people. So I want to Tucker Carlson did a show on this, which I didn't see, but I read the transcripts and it said Paul Vaughn doesn't sound like the kind of guy who gets raided by the FBI. He's not some despondent, lonerish, chemical engineering grad cooking up uh, ricin in the basement on a mid-level drug or a mid-level drug runner. He's a 55-year-old former pastor with a wife and 11 children who now they run a small business in Tennessee. Uh, so, but he's worth bringing down. Let's find out what he did. Last Wednesday morning, 7.15 in the morning. The Vaughn household was getting ready to go to school, go to work, do all the things that they had with all their 11 children. And several of Paul Vaughn's children are standing in the front yard getting ready to leave for school, 7.15. Suddenly, out of nowhere, their world falls down around them. A team of FBI agents armed with automatic rifles swoops in with their SUVs and begins pounding on the front door of the home while the kids watch from the yard. Vaughn has led, was led away by FBI agents. Can you imagine these kids watching their dad? All because he's a guy pastored. He was a pastor and a sidewalk counselor. All because he protested outside a Tennessee abortion clinic in 2021 in a way that the Department of Justice claims constituted obstruction of the entrance and intimidation of the clinic employees. Now, a couple hundred of us did this, but we really did block the interest, entrance, and we, we, uh, 
we I don't know whether we intimidated anybody, but we just sat there and blocked the entrance in Chico. And we all got arrested and we went to court. Right. We did not get raided by the FBI. Vaughn was part of a group of 11 pro-life activists who were arrested uh, in March 2021 in protest. That's exactly what happened to us in back in 1988 and 89 up in Chico from a Planned Parenthood. They were charged with the FACE Act, Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrance Act. So Vaughn's wife reckoned the aftermath. She describes the aftermath of the raid. She said they had body armor, little watch caps, automatic weapons held at the ready, taking off with her husband. Why are you taking him? Where? Who are you, she said. But of course... They completely ignore her. We're not going to answer her. We said they don't have to answer because when your husband is a domestic terrorist, which now people who stand up for the life of the unborn, you're a domestic terrorist. So since her husband's a domestic terrorist, the government doesn't owe you an answer to the most basic question. What was this crime? Paul Vaughn opposes abortion, not just in a quiet, personal way. In other words, he stands up. That would be bad enough, but Paul Vaughn is outspoken about his view on abortion. He still believes, being 55, this is a free country with a Bill of Rights that allows you the freedom to say what you want and even have protests on behalf of your ideas. He believes that uh, freedom built the country. So a year and a half, in March of 2021, year and a half ago, Mark Vaughn and 10 volunteers from a Christian pro-life group in Tennessee staged a protest at a Mount Juliet clinic. So Carlson then played the video, Tucker Carlson on the air, of the protest. In other words, it was on video. And compared it to the nightly chaos of crime in big cities across the United States when nobody got arrested. Remember those Antifa people getting arrested? BLM being arrested? Nope. He also compared it to the Department of Justice version of the events, which, according to quoted material Carlson presented, accused Vaughn and the fellow demonstrators using force and physical obstruction to injure, intimidate, and interfere with employees of the clinic. So, did he or didn't he? Well, Carlson said he didn't use force. In fact, they were singing hymns. Uh, and for that, they're going to spend 11 years in prison. That's what the charges are. He didn't use any force. It shows them singing hymns in front of the building. That's exactly what we did some of that. Vaughn's quote, he, they call him co-conspirators from the day in March 2021, meaning other pro-life activists are also facing long prison sentences. So uh, let's see. One of the other pro-life conspirators facing 11 years is 87-year-old Eva Edel. She actually survived a communist concentration camp in post-World War II Yugoslavia. Another one is 57-year-old pro-life missionary Calvin John Sastro and his daughter, 24-year-old Eva Darlene Zastro. Uh, he said, take a, take a, he said, you can take a look at the mug shots from the FBI's investigation. He showed it on his screen. 
Um, said, keep in mind that Biden voters who've actually killed people are facing less time than these Christian protesters. Illinois BLM writer Matthew Rupert received fewer than 11 years for setting fire to a cell phone store in Minneapolis. 26-year-old Montez Terriel Lee received fewer than 11 years in prison for setting fire to the Maxit Pawn Shop in Minneapolis, a fire that wound up killing a 30-year-old man. He got less time than Paul Vaughn is facing. 20-year-old Samuel Elliott Fry was sentenced to just over two years in federal prison for setting fire to a health food store at a demonstration. But it was for a good cause. It was for Joe Biden, so not a big deal. All these crimes and countless others are happening around the country at a scale we have not seen in our lifetimes. All of those crimes are being treated as less serious offenses than a man who sang hymns in, in, a, in, in the front of abortion clinic. Furthermore, since just a day before the raid, President Biden and Vice President Harris targeted pro-lifers during remarks at the White House. Said, we're not going to sit by and let Republicans throughout the country enact extreme policies to threaten access to clinics. My message to folks across the country who are worried about what we're seeing is that we have your back. In other words, they're going to have the back of these abortion clinics and what has been legal for decades of standing out, holding a sign, talking to ladies, going in and out, praying for them. Eleven hymn singers were rounded up by FBI because the Department of Justice claims they used force and physical obstruction to injure, in, injure, injure, intimidate, and interfere with people at the clinic. So, and if you're one of the pro-abortion extremists who attacked churches and crisis pregnancy centers in the wake of the decision of Roe versus Wade, nothing's going to happen to you guys. Nancy Pelosi has your back. She, she knows what you're feeling. She sympathizes with you. If you broke the windows out, some places got lit on fire. The one in Yuba City got the windows broken out, damaged under the building twice. So these are the things we're facing right now. And uh, I don't know whether they'll go back now and go back that many years to roust some of us up. Uh, but who knows? Who knows what they're going to do? But uh, that's what the FBI is up to now. So whether it's Mr. Hauk or this Mr. Paul Vaughn, uh, it's interesting. 18 kids involved. They have 18 children between the two couples. And they're both going to go to prison. And where these are old cases, nobody prosecuted them. I mean, in other words, they dealt with whether well, one of them, they didn't get prosecuted at all. In this, in this case, they probably didn't do anything to them seriously. But now the FBI is going to give them 11 years in prison. And uh, so we're going to take a break here, and uh, this is the end of our fourth segment, and we'll be on doing our fifth segment in just a moment.
Let me begin today by expressing our boundless sympathy and love for everyone affected by the horrific devastation of the recent monster hurricane. It was a monster. Our hearts ache for every person whose home was damaged or destroyed, for every community that has been so horribly ravaged, and for every family that has lost a precious loved one to this terrible storm. And it's turning out to be a number that we're not happy with at all. It's a big number, and you could see that when you look at the devastation. It had to be a big number. It's terrible. We also thank God for the Coast Guard and the National Guard, and law enforcement always, and first responders and countless others who have stepped forward in this time of need. And God bless our governor, and God bless all of the mayors, all of the mayors, and they're all working so hard, and they're heroes, and uh, we're going to get through this in Florida. I'm just getting ready to go out, but I felt obliged just to check, just, just check that you're not actually believing any of the crap being fed to you by CNN. I, I just needed to make sure you know it's like bedtime story time and not reality. I've just watched their segment on Ukraine versus Russia. And, and I just wanted to just uh, make sure we're on the same page, that you don't actually think Ukraine had the ability or the strategic military capability to blow up that bridge to Crimea. I, I just need to check that you're with me and not, not with the fairy tales you're being fed by these bunch and Zelensky releasing a set of stamps with that kind of huge moment in Titanic where Leonardo DiCaprio is there at the bow of the ship with his arms around Kate Winslet. They're releasing those stamps as if they were standing on the edge of the bridge that just got blown up, just got blown up yesterday. So a set of stamps with an American cultural reference being released by Zelensky the day after the bridge was blown up. What, did, did someone just go and draw those up and manufacture the stamp and get them out? Or could it be that this was a comms military int campaign put across by America to damage Putin? I mean, could that be the thing? And I do hope as well that we're not imagining that it was actually Russia that, that blew up that underwater pipeline. I'm just checking in. And I hope we're not swallowing hook, line and sinker that Putin is much weakened, that he's about to launch Armageddon. I hope we're realising that that's a massive diversion away from the fact that the Biden administration is failing, that Zelensky has only ever been a puppet at best, an actor at worst than a fairly crap one, and that everything you're being told is about manufacturing the theatre of war because that's what economies have built. I'm just, I'm just checking we're all on the same page. Okay, good. What's happening right now in the desert area where the drug cartels are coming in? What's happening right now is Prop 64, it legalized cannabis statewide, essentially opened the floodgates to these drug cartels that we're seeing with marijuana. And so when I made my way down there, I couldn't believe what we were seeing, illegal marijuana operation all over the desert. LA County, the sheriffs have identified over 500 illegal marijuana operations. The county next door, San Bernardino, has over 1,000 illegal marijuana groups. So you could only imagine all the water that they're using, the environment, damage that they're doing and the worst part of this is the violence now they shoot at the american citizens they shoot at the police the big issue with this is when people here in california when they think illegal marijuana they they shrug their shoulders and there's kind of a misconception that they think it's like just kind of hippie dudes in the middle of nowhere growing their plants listening to bob marley but these are high level sophisticated criminal organizations one of these illegal marijuana operations that we discovered in san Bernardino county was up to 10 acres long we're talking about two to three million dollar operation so you would have thought jeff bezos or amazon was operating in this girl.
see. Here's our fifth segment. So let me uh, take a couple minutes here and give a shout-out to some of the people that are helping us. I want to mention Elite Universal Security, Monty Hecker, uh, with uh, Premier and Security Business in Northern California, based in Yuba County, but operating over a number of counties here in the north. Elite Universal Security, the number is 530-749-0280. If you have any need for security or technology or advice or strategies or people to help you keep your stuff your stuff or keep your stuff from getting damaged or keep control of your property, Elite Universal Security can help you. Monty Hecker is the uh, leader of that organization. He's all, they're also looking for workers. If you want to pick up some extra work, maybe you're retired, but you're still feeling it, and you can go out and work 10 or 20 hours a week or more. Uh, they, will, they will hire you up. They will train you. They're just looking for good, salt-of-the-earth type workers, honest people, people who show up to work, doesn't, do not use substances, and uh, can can pass a background check and all that kind of stuff. So 530-749-0280, and they will take care of a job that you need done, or if you need a job, they can put you to work as well. They can also help you with how to handle a gun, get you the right kind of gun permits, and also how to handle some of the chemicals that people are buying to uh, fend off folks that are feeling their oats since the police aren't doing what they used to do. Another group, uh, Thrifty Rooter. Um, Thrifty Rooter is amazing. They're all over town. All, I say uh, town when I say that, the Yuba-Sutter Counties area where I hang out. But they're also in, in adjoining counties. But uh, you can go on their website to find out what they do. Somebody was telling me the other day, I can't remember what they, the point they were making, and said, oh, yeah, they called Thrifty Rooter a couple times, and they came over, and they said they didn't do plumbing. And I think they must have got somebody confused with somebody else because if you go to the Thrifty Rooter, like there's other businesses that use the term Rooter, but Thrifty Rooter, if you go to their website, please do it, thriftyrooter.net, not org or US or com, thriftyrooter.net, and check out all the, all the what they do to your house. They, it's amazing. From septic systems on into the interior house. Fluids coming out of your house, fluids coming into your house, okay? Thriftyrooter.net, check it out. You can communicate with the head office right from the platform there at thriftyrooter.net. You can just simply type your name, send a message, boom, they get it, and they will get somebody to your side. And uh, so I won't go on to all the details, but it's a good website. And uh, the other way is the old school way is just like say, I need, I need, I need. Like, what about Bob? I need, I need, I need. And go to 530-673-8201. 530-673-8201. That is a landline, so you're going to have to call that one. But there's dispatchers there all fired up wanting to send somebody over to fix your problem. Okay? 673-8201 for any of your plumbing needs. And you can check out the big list online at thriftyrooter.net. So... The other uh, person thr- uh, just uh, just down from Allen's Auto Body is North North Valley Paralegal, and that's uh, uh, Nellie Garcia, and she does a great job at solving your legal needs. I don't call them problems because a lot of times you just have a need. You need to change your name, 
or you need to change something about something, change a property line, change who's on the title, change something, and you just don't know how to do it, or uh, you don't want to take a chance of doing it wrong. Maybe it's a guardianship. Maybe it's ending a guardianship. Lots of things. She does it all. 751 Sutter Street in Yuba City. You can dial her up. This is a landline, 530-751-9289. Why go to her versus an attorney? Lots of good reasons. One big one is cost. Lots less cost here. Secondly, uh, she takes it personal. You're just not a number like an attorney. Uh, She is passionate about her work, and she's going to do a great job. Many times she'll say, Lou, I'm... I'm redoing paperwork that another attorney did in town. He made a mistake, so I'm redoing it. She's careful, and she's sharp. Seven five one nine two eight nine. Okay, North Valley Paralegal. Okay, let's go back down here. And I was going to, you know, uh, Rand Paul, who has been, you see him if you watch YouTube much, you see him uh, inquiring of Anthony Fauci. And uh, I'm scrolling down while I talk about Rand. He's from Kentucky. He's a senator from Kentucky, United States senator. And his dad, Ron Paul, was, he's, he's out of office now, but he was a, a congress member from Texas, Ron Paul. And he was the most well-known libertarian uh, in Congress I'm still scrolling down here. I'm trying to get to back to where I was when I was going to talk about him, and then I wanted to talk about some of these advertisers, but I'm... Okay, I'm getting close here. So his dad, Rand Paul's dad, is Ron Paul, and uh, Ron actually ran for president, and he, he actually got a, a little head of steam going there. A lot of people voted for Rand uh, Ron Paul because they were so fed up... Uh, with both parties being so much alike that that they were uh, hypocrites back there. And uh, so they vote, voted for Ron, uh, Ron Paul as a real alternative. Now, the interesting thing about the Pauls is they're both doctors. One is a medical doctor, uh, uh, like a practitioner, general practitioner. I think Rand Paul is an ophthalmologist, operates on the eyes. So Rand Paul wrote this, and it's, please listen, you you might think, if you're younger, say younger, I'm talking about 50s and under, you might think about things like FEMA or EPA or, you know, all the alphabet soup, the education department, that they've been with us forever, and therefore, uh, they're there for a good reason. We need them. That's exactly wrong. If you're thinking those things, because I'm old enough to remember how it was before that. And things were better before we got the alphabet soup of all these agencies. So Rand Paul says, Ron Paul says, excuse me, last week, Congress passed a continuing resolution and then adjourned until after the election. When Congress reconvenes, it will almost certainly pass a multi-billion dollar aid package for those impacted by Hurricane Ian or Ian. Okay. An emergency aid package. So you think that's good or do you think that's bad? Or do you know what to think? 
He said this spending will likely be labeled as an emergency, quotes around it. So Congress members will not even have to pretend they are offsetting the new spending with cuts in other low-priority programs. What he's saying is, you know in your household income where you kind of have your money laid aside or planned out and uh, paying the rent, paying utilities, paying your kids' schooling, da-da-da-da, and then all of a sudden your car blows up, $2,000 bill, right? So generally what happens is you have to adjust your you have to readjust your distribution of money program in your budget to take care of that $2000 bill because that car is very important to you right but in congress what he's saying is if they call it an emergency they're just going to take more money they're not going to redo their budget they're not going to rob peter to pay paul so to speak in an emergency, they just take more money and print more money, right? He says the failure of Congress to offset spending on disaster relief with cuts in other programs is one reason why I always voted against all disaster aid when I was in Congress. You think, wow, that's intense. Even when the spending was for disasters that occurred in my own district. Of course, I also opposed the bills because Disaster relief is unconstitutional and immoral. Did you know that disaster relief paid by the U.S. government is unconstitutional and immoral? I bet you didn't know that. I bet you know that the founding fathers would not do that. In fact, there's records of them not providing relief to lots of different difficult situations. We think, well, you might say, well, Lou, who, who did do anything? Well, local people did. He says, because why is this immoral and unconstitutional? Because it's income redistribution. It's taking money away from one people and giving it to the other people. If you do it yourself as an act of charity, that isn't redistribution by a third party. That's you deciding to come out of your pocket with your hard-earned cash to help somebody. You with me? He said, Paul says, when I voted against disaster relief, my office would receive angry calls from my constituents. That shows you how entitled we have been trained to be. We think, oh, well, the government should pay this. I used to, when I worked at the Church of Glad Tidings, I'd have people say, hey, will you guys pay for my baby's funeral? Hey, will you pay for diapers? Hey, will you pay for PG&E? People have been propagandized and trained to think that somebody besides them should take responsibility for their own lives. It's a shame, and it's crippling. It's been mentally crippling to people. He says, however, within several months, many of those constituents would call back to say that after dealing with FEMA, Federal Emergency Management Agency, they realized that disaster victims would be better off without federal help. Now, listen, during... uh, George Bush's big hurricane, I can't remember what it was now. Um, it was a massive hurricane that destroyed New Orleans. The head of FEMA, who uh, was a guy, you know, nobody, nobody becomes, their profession isn't FEMA. They become that. They're an attorney, and they get that as a plum job. So they got all kinds of heat from all those entitled welfare recipients in New Orleans, which they got, they're loaded down there in Louisiana. They got attacked that FEMA didn't do a good job. They weren't there fast enough. They weren't responsive, da-da-da-da-da. And I think that FEMA director lost his job over it, right? But what he says, what 
what Rand Paul says is when I wouldn't vote for these monies, even though they probably still got him in spite of Ron Paul, he said people would complain about FEMA. Now, let me tell you this. Federally managed disaster relief is neither efficient nor compassionate, according to Ron Paul. And I agree 100 percent. It's just pushing buttons and moving stuff around. My office often heard from frustrated individuals whose plans to rebuild were put on hold because of delays in getting federal assistance. I heard many horror stories of FEMA mistreating disaster victims. For example, FEMA was surprised was supposed to put a tarp on a house whose roof was destroyed in Hurricane Ike. But it put the tarp on the house next door even though this house's roof was just fine. So they got the address wrong. They put the tarp on that good roof instead of the bad roof. Now, you think they, somebody would, should have asked the question, wow, how come we're doing this? When the owner of the house that needed a tarp called FEMA, he was told it would be several weeks before FEMA could send someone out to correct the mistake of FEMA's. The homeowner told FEMA that he would move the tarp himself with his neighbor's assistance. However... FEMA told him that anyone who touched the tarp without FEMA's approval would be fined and maybe put in jail. That's FEMA. In the days following a hurricane, my staff and I often heard complaints from people about how government officials were preventing them from entering their own property. Can you imagine? Man, I had that happen to us in Yuba County when people got steamed about couldn't get back in after a flood or couldn't get back in after fire. They were irate against the sheriff's department and supervisors. Of course, these restrictions were all claimed to be for the people's own good. We're keeping you out. Do you know that the United States did quite well without FEMA? FEMA's failures are inevitable. Uh, the inevitable result of placing authority over disaster relief in a large centralized bureaucracy. It's called communism, people. Centralized bureaucracies are called communism, and they're lousy. People hate them. Therefore, the problems cannot be fixed by changing personnel or updating or streamlining FEMA's procedures. You remember when Donald Trump came in and tried to get the veterans of foreign wars into the doctor sooner. And he could not change the VA fast enough, the Veterans Administration. You know what he did? He did what we do with heart a lot of times. We can't get the, the vessel or the artery unplugged, so we put another artery in and we circumvent it. So he offered veterans, if you can't get in in a short period of time in to see the Veterans Administration, go to your private doctor, go to your own doctor, and I will pay for it. We will pay for it out of the government. He said, instead, FEMA should be abolished. Who else is talking this way, people? This is the truth. FEMA should be abolished, not streamlined, abolished. And responsibility for disaster relief should be returned to the individuals, the local communities and civic and charitable organizations. Individuals should be able to deduct from their income taxes 100% of the cost of recovering from a national disaster. You hear what I said? That's an amazing statement. Businesses affected by a national disaster should also be provided generous tax relief. In other words, you're not saying don't go taxing people. 
give them complete tax relief. Tell them we don't need your money. You take care of your own problem at your own pace. And we're not going to tax you right next time. Forget taxes. We're going to deduct it. Tax free savings accounts could help Americans accumulate funds for use in the event of a national disaster. Now listen to this very carefully, please, please, please. Most people are so used to welfare. If they well, I haven't been on welfare. You, yes, you have. If you've been through a flood, if you've been through a disaster, if you've been through all kinds of things, you are on welfare. In 1900, Paul says, a major hurricane devastated Galveston, Texas, which is on the coast. Despite the fact that FEMA or any other federal disaster program did not even exist. Listen, people, what did they do back then? They took care of their own problems, and it was fine. People got served better. The people of Galveston managed to rebuild their entire city. This proves that there is no justification for federal involvement in disaster recovery. If you don't have federal involvement, you don't get any complaints. You just get up, put your big boy pants on, and get out there and sort it out. During the flood here in 1996-7, whatever you want to call it, our church, we got a huge donation of sheetrock, truck after truck after truck after truck after truck of sheetrock, and we donated that to people whose houses were flood out here in our Boga area. And we actually took church people and outfitted them with, with rubber boots and tetanus shots and all that kind of stuff. And we went out and we mucked out those houses and got all the crap and the mud out and the sheetrock off the walls so they could get ready to dry them out, seal them, and put up new sheetrock and start over. That was what our church did. And not just our church, but other churches. I can just tell you what I'm aware of. But we got... I, and I lined up, I stumbled into a great donation of sheetrock and, uh, and they just sent double trailer loads, dude, one after another, after another, after another, after another, after another donated to help the cause. We did not need FEMA businesses. Uh, and it says, so he's talking about Galveston. The, he said, this proves that there's no justification for federal involvement. In disaster recovery, the federal government should return responsibility for disaster relief to the people by shutting down FEMA. Out! That's why I keep saying that local agencies for the Sutter County could be eliminated. Why do we have a health department when we got doctor's offices on every corner and hospitals all over the place? We do not need a health department. Shut it down. We do not need six psychiatrists getting paid between two and three million dollars a year. It's crazy, people. And and they the supervisors are so damn stupid. They can't they can't find their way out of their own shadow. I think they need their wives' help to just get into their pants in the morning. They cannot think beyond what we've done for hundreds of years. Paul ends up saying Congress should also ensure people have the resources to take care of themselves by ending the welfare to welfare, the welfare warfare state, he calls it, welfare warfare state. He said ensure people can have the resources themselves. Quit taking money away from them. He said repeal the 16th Amendment and the associated income tax and auditing them uh Auditing then ending the he wants to re, end the Federal Reserve as well. I'm all for it, baby. Uh, we need to change this thing up big time. And uh, 
we have been indoctrinated to to all accept welfare. You think, oh, I'm not into welfare. No, you are. You're actually receiving welfare. And you just get your hand out as soon as you think something happens to you. We'll be right back. I got a key to the highway. I build out and down to go. I won't leave here. Walking is most too slow. So, drug companies, bad guys there too, right? But somehow, when it comes to whatever they want to do with COVID, only have our best interest at heart. How do you explain that? You're like, uh, drug companies are bad guys, drug companies are bad guys, and then, but that's everything okay. they say when it comes to this one. Well, they area. have done some good things. They but have done some good things, exactly. What you give too much power and you have right. too much consolidation, Just remember, they just they're, in the, they're in the business of selling drugs. They're not in the business of making you healthy, although that is sometimes a side effect. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. How can I put this? Christmas ornaments, drywall, and Jerry Epstein. Name three things that don't hang themselves. It, that's what the American people think. That's what the American people think. And they deserve some answers. And I know that you're not in charge of these investigations. Yes, sir. But you talk to the people who are. And, and I need you to take a very respectful message today. Um, Tell the American people what happened. And, and don't, don't rush it so that they don't do a thorough investigation. But you and I both know they can make this a, a top priority and get it done more quickly than they normally would. It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather, and he who controls the weather will control the world. Project Cirrus is the first official attempt to modify a hurricane. It was run by General Electric with the support of the U.S. military. The official theory was that by changing the temperature outside the eyewall of a hurricane, which they did by seeding the clouds with various compounds such as silver iodide, a decrease in strong winds will result. On October 13, 1947, Project Cirrus targeted a hurricane heading out to sea. Approximately 180 pounds of dry ice was dropped into the clouds. The crew then reported a pronounced modification of the cloud deck, and the hurricane abruptly changed direction and made landfall near Savannah, Georgia. The public blamed the government Irving Langmuir, who pioneered General Electric's Atmospheric Research Department and admitted that the project was about learning how to weaponize the weather, also claimed the reversal of the hurricane had been caused by Project Cirrus, but the government denied it for 12 years. After a short delay, the project officially continued, and in 1965, 
Project Storm Fury had targeted Hurricane Betsy for seeding. On that day, the storm immediately changed direction and made landfall in Southern Florida. Congress blamed it on Project Storm Fury, but the government claimed that the hurricane shifted before they ever had a chance to seed it. And after two months of congressional hearings, the project was allowed to continue. During the Vietnam War, weather modification was weaponized in Operation Popeye. And as a result, starting in October of 1978, an international treaty now prohibits the military use of weather modification. In 1997, U.S. Defense Secretary William Cohen said that we have enemies capable of altering the climate and setting off earthquakes and volcanoes remotely through the use of electromagnetic waves. And so controlling the weather seems to be a very real thing. And while the media lies to you, the government has placed gag orders on employees of the National Weather Service who have sought legal counsel to reverse these illegal gag orders and they no longer need to seed the clouds. Chemtrails, or as John Brennan of the CIA calls it, stratospheric aerosol injection, allows these black government projects the ability to put whatever they want into the skies. And HARP has the ability to change the temperature within the ionosphere. In congressional hearings, it was made known that HARP was a successful operation of controlling the ionosphere with ultra-high-powered radio frequency, and that the Air Force and DARPA went on to develop their own versions. The Air Force has uh, gotten great value out of HARP in the past. We, uh, we, we took over from the Navy and managed it and actually did a number of uh, experiment campaigns up there and uh, have finished our, our work that we're interested in doing up there. We've uh, moving on to other ways of uh, managing the ionosphere, which the HARP was really designed to do, was to inject energy into the ionosphere, be able to actually control it. And, uh, but that work is, has been completed. Frequency transmission manipulation of hurricanes is one of hundreds of patents on weather control. With conductive particles added to the storm, radio frequencies from multiple locations can steer a hurricane. According to geoengineeringwatch.org, this happened with Hurricane Ian. This is Hurricane Ian, passing near the NEXRAD transmission facility in Key West, Florida. When the transmission facilities are fully energized, they have a repelling effect on any air mass that has been saturated with electrically conductive climate engineering elements. As Hurricane Ian is allowed to make landfall, the frequency transmission facility in Melbourne, Florida is fully engaged. This effectively slows ions migration inland. The transmissions can diminish precipitation in some regions while augmenting it in others. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Okay, we're at our last segment today, so uh, let me comment on a couple other people that are making this happen for us, and that's Dave Greenitz Construction. Dave Greenitz and I go back way, many, many decades, and um, he makes some of the most amazing changes in people's homes that they it, it just blows their minds. 
and uh, redesigns their bathrooms or kitchens, uh, upgrades them. And they have some great subcontractors that work with them, whether it's tile, paint, lighting, uh, flooring, whatever. Amazing. So the easiest way for me to get this across to you is if you go to one of his platforms, which is greenitzconstruction.com, which is the word green, the, the color green, E-T-Z on the end, greenitzconstruction.com. And on there, you'll see all kinds of cool photographs before and afters. You could send him a text off there and check things out. It's a very good website. Tells his philosophy of construction, how he likes to treat people, how, how you're going to be uh, pleased with him. You could also check out his Facebook site if you still do. I, I think more and more people are leaving Facebook. So uh, anyway, uh, but his site's still up, and it's called Dave Greenitz Construction. Dave Greenitz Construction. And check that out. You can also probably reach him off there as well. You can also dial him up or text him at 530-682-9602, 682-9602. He will give you a, uh, he will get to you, get back to you right away. He has a little waiting list on getting the jobs done. He doesn't just have one crew. He has multiple crews working on multiple jobs at any particular time. So they get a lot of jobs done efficiently, quickly. So even though you may have a little wait, it should go past quickly and help you but once they start he does not drag the job out uh, you'll be in and out of the construction job fairly quickly and be a happy camper so that's greenest construction greenestconstruction.com also the plumbing doctor uh, another plumber in town uh, they serve yuba sutter counties and again they serve all these plumbers around the clock seven days a week if you need them at an odd hour they can make it happen you got a disaster going on so just dial them up, Plumbing Doctor 530-671-9111, That is a landline where dispatchers are there waiting for you to get a hold of them. So give them a shout-out, and um, they will help you get started, okay? So that's the, that's the crew um, from us. Also, um, let's see. If you want to see, if you'll go to freedomco.net, freedomco.net, and go to videos and, and look at the David Martin video, it should blow your mind. Uh, also, there's uh, some information on Prop 1, which is uh, we want you to vote against. I'm voting against all the propositions this year in California. Prop 1 is going to basically make this the premier child-killing state in the union. Uh, we don't want to do that, Prop 1. So, But there's a Prop 1 email over there telling about Prop 1, uh, according to one of the workers on the site. So uh, let's see. Okay, I'm going to move on down to another topic. So there's been a lot of talk uh, about a housing shortage in California. And... Uh, I think there has been housing problems in California. One of the reasons is, is that my contractor friend says in order to build a new house, a spec house or a new house, you decide, oh, I got a piece of property. I'm going to build a new house. It will cost $30,000 just in fees in the state of California at the different fee schedules. 
So that's going to take the fun out of a, for a lot of people. They, a lot of people think, oh, I want to build a house. We have $150,000, $200,000, but then we have a $30,000 upfront fee, right? Bummer. So that slowed down the house building in California. And, uh, and so that's also true of building multiple family residents. So the only reason you see some of these big projects going up is that the government of California now, because we live in a communist government, California, that they make different adjustments to the rules to get these cheap apartments built around here. So we have some going on in Marysville. They made an adjustment. Do you know that those apartments in Marysville, they're not going to pay any, although I pay property tax, you pay property tax. If you own property, you pay property tax. Those apartments are not going to pay any property tax. How's that going to help the city? Just hold that thought. So, there's been this talk. Oh, we need we need to we need to pass all this uh, these bills these bonds to get take more tax dollars from Californians to give to the government so we get in the housing business right. Before government got into housing businesses, people just went out and built a house, which is what I would do if I bought a piece of property. I wouldn't get a permit. I just build myself a house. How's about how's about that? Now. Have you been wondering how can we how can we have a housing shortage when hundreds of thousands of people are leaving the state? So you think, well, when they left, they didn't take their house with them. So they they either rented that house and therefore it was open for somebody else to rent or they sold their house to someone else, right? In other words, either way, rent or own they created a vacant house by leaving. Now, many people I know in the Yuba Center area have left. Probably 100 people that I know have left. And I'm talking about husband and wife and that type of thing, right? Or single people. So when they left, their houses became available for other people to live in, right? So there seems to be hard to find a home around here. I found a home for my Afghan friends, but it took it seemed it seemed difficult for me. Plus, it was, it was hard for them to get anybody to rent to them because they didn't know anything about them. Okay? Well, check this out. It says there's all this talk about, oh, there's all this home, uh, this uh, housing crunch, right? Housing shortage. It's just a, it's, it's a fraud. It's a myth. It says L.A. County has 251,000 vacant units right now, 251,000. Now they, they have millions of people down there. So just hold hold your thought, 251,000 vacant units. And there's about 66,000 homeless people. Uh, he said the city of LA has 44,000 homeless, right? We're talking about LA County versus the city. Los Angeles lost 204,000 people last year. They moved out of L.A. Now, they didn't all leave the whole state. They may have moved up here to Northern California, but they couldn't take L.A. anymore. 204,000 last year. Now, to think that you can lose 204,000 people and not have a, a, a spike in the housing market, in other words, more vacant houses, you're just being stupid. This guy says if we all flunk third grade math, even if we've all flunked third grade math, we should recognize that 251,000 is larger than 66,000. 
A person with a 90 IQ can understand that most people do not live alone. Thus, we do not need 66,000 vacancies to house 66,000 homeless people. The official size of an average L.A. household is 2.82 people. But let's say for homeless people, there's only 2.5 people per household. That means we need only 26,400 empty units to house all the homeless people in the entire county of L.A. Or, if we're just talking about the city, we only need 17,006. He says, in, now, this doesn't even touch. We're just doing numbers here, so we're not even touching on the fact that a homeless person who is severely addicted to heroin is going to destroy a house or an alcoholic. But we're just looking at space and people, space and people. In reality, this guy writes, the demand for more housing is being made by the rich so the rich can make money. By the way, they for all these housing Complexes around Yuba Sutter, they're getting all kinds of bond money and tax credits and super-duper things. The rich are investing there to hide their money and to get big kind of tax credits. And the unions are getting all kinds of payoffs and special interests. They have these things called mercy housing and things like that. He says, we have enough housing. It's just that politicians make money off this uh, this whole project. All right. So, and and by the way, you're probably paying attention to both Yuba and Sutter counties. There's big, big housing, low-income housing projects, which isn't always a great thing because a lot of times they end up being totally trashed. Uh, so this is an interesting thing. I don't know whether you saw it on... Um, Let me just, sorry, my, I'm just scrolling here, and I went past it. So on uh, YouTube, which I, I watch quite a bit, Congress people were interviewing some bank executives regarding, uh, in fact, it was AOC, I believe it was, or one of the four rabble-rouser women that are crazy, uh, in the Congress, can't remember this other one's name, unless I run into it here in, the, in this in my notes. They were interviewing interviewing different bank executives, and uh, so there's one guy that was quite outspoken and st- stirred them all up. His name's Jamie Diamond, not Diamond like a diamond ring, but Diamond, D I M O N, Diamond. Jamie Dimon, he's the CEO of J.P. Morgan Bank. So it says bank CEO drops uncomfortable truth on green energy. He says we have we have it all completely backwards. So he says it says cutting back the development of oil and resources like oil in the name of addressing climate change concerns is getting energy all backwards, according to Diamond. You think, well, what, what's he want to do, right? I know what he wants to do, but you may be wondering. He says, we're getting energy completely wrong. Ever since the war started, we, we've known that Europe is going to have a problem, and that was 
pretty predictable that Putin was going to cut off some gas and certain oil and oil prices are going to go up. And he said, by the way, for the climate folks here, it made it made the climate worse. In other words, cutting off all the oil, cutting off all the gas actually made the pl- climate worse. Now, this makes totally sen- total sense to me because I've traveled in third world countries. And he said, this is the reason people had this bad assumption that high oil prices and gas prices will reduce consumption, reduce CO2. He said, no. Poor nations like India, China, Indonesia, Philippines, Vietnam, where I, I've, been in, I've been in every one of those countries, every single one. And what they, when you go out into the farm areas, when you go out into the rural areas, they're all burning coal and wood. And, and the reason these successful people like Gates and everything, they don't want these countries to be successful because they think they're going to cause more global warming, supposedly. They're anti-populationists. The fact is, we don't, we don't want them to have the same capitalistic success and growth and wealth that we have. There's, these people, Klaus Schwab, all the race, are white racists. That's what they are. And the only blacks with them have been totally uh, deceived. So he said the poor nations like India, China, Indonesia, Philippines, Vietnam are turning back on the coal plants. They turn their coal plants on as are nations like Germany, Netherlands, France. Why are they doing that? Because they gave up processing their oil and nuclear. He said, we have it completely backwards. He said, in my view, America should have been pumping more oil, more gas, and it should have been supported. You know, we're trying to have our cake and eat it, too. Stop the censors. Sign- uh, no, he says, during- hold on, let me just get down. I don't want to read all of it. He said, during the interview, he said, America needs to play a real leadership role. America is a swing producer, not Saudi Arabia. We should have gotten that right start right starting in March. It's almost too late to get it right because obviously this is a longer-term investment. So in other words, what happens, capital improvements in all these poor countries benefit from fossil, what they call fossil fuels, but oil is not really a fossil fuel. It's a misnomer. It's a propaganda piece. They burn They'll chop down trees and burn wood for their fires. They do it all the time. They burn garbage. It's crazy. They're much better burning oil and coal. And yet we have this short-sighted thing. Oh, yeah, we're, they're all going to they're gonna change their lives. No, they're living hand-to-mouth. We're over here living on oil, talking about how nobody else can use oil. Now we got them using bird blenders in in Vietnam. It's stupid. They're they're discovering all kinds of oil off the coast of Vietnam, and we got these big bird blenders twirling around on the coast. He says, you know, the autocratic world thinks that the Western world is a little lazy and incompetent, and there's a little truth to that. This is a chance to get our act together and to solidify the Western free, democratic, capitalist, free people, free movements, freedom of speech, free religion for the next century. Because if we don't get this one right, the kind of chaos you're going to see around the world is going to occur for the next 50 years, a lot longer than I'm going to be doing these podcasts. 
Diamond told a congressional panel, the one I'm just telling you about, that was giving him a hard time, and he just spoke straight up to him. The bank will not embrace a ban on it. They were saying, will you embrace a ban? That's where the conversation started. He said, would you ban in any investments in oil and gas? That's why CalPERS went broke. They, the committee is so woke that they won't allow them to invest in oil and gas. He, so they were saying, well, to all these executives, will you all embrace only green energy? And he said, no, obviously not. He said, that will be a road to hell for United States of America. Do you hear what I'm saying? This is a quote. Absolutely not. By Mr. Diamond. That would be the road to hell for America. He said, we are not getting this right. The world needs effectively 100 million barrels of oil and gas every single day, and we need it for 10 years. To do that, we need proper investing in oil and gas complex. He said... Investing in oil and gas is good for reducing CO2. I'm telling you people, we have been living under fraudulent information. He said, all we have seen because of the high oil prices and gas, particularly for the rest of the world, you've seen everyone going back to burning coal, which is not as good as oil. Not just poor nations like India, Indonesia, Vietnam, but wealthy nations like Germany, France, and Netherlands. They're, they're running out of fuel, people. This is crazy. People are making decisions without any understanding of how things connect together. Diamond tried to state his case that addressing climate concerns and developing oil and gas projects are not mutually exclusive. So we have crazy, this is why leadership is so important. We not only have incompetent leadership in our Yuba Center counties, we have an incompetent leadership at the top of the state of California and our country. And, and I'm telling you, if you're not feeling it, you must be independently wealthy and you don't care how much costs are. But even if you're wealthy, the restriction of maybe freedom, maybe you're buying your way around the restriction of freedom. I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking. So, um, okay. So, oh, by the way, if you want, I'm not trying to get you to vote how I'm voting, but if you need help with your voting, you can, some people are already texting me off the last program. You can text me at my number, 530-713-1838. Please send me your email, and I will email my loose picks to you. Again, they're just what I think is right. You may have a different take. Don't have to tell me I don't agree with you, Lou. I don't need to hear it. I got other things to work on. So if you like some of my picks, pick them. If you don't, toss it in the garbage. No harm, no foul, okay? Lou, just text me at 530-713-1838 and, and just put Lou's picks and, and your, uh, you don't need to put your name. If I don't have you in my phone, just put Lou's picks and your email address, and I'll send it over immediately, okay? Easy easy peasy. Make it easy on yourself. Um, okay, and uh, please vote no. we got a few weeks to go. We need to vote against Measure A sales tax. Also, uh, that's in Sutter County. Uh, you Yuba County people should be interested in the defeat of that, that tax because you buy most of your goods over there. All right, we're going to call it a day. Uh, check 
check in with uh, you next week, Lord willing, and I'm still around. Okay, God bless you. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies are blue and clouds of white, the bright blessed day and the dark sacred night. And I think to myself, Wonderful.